Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. to the 282nd episode of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. Reza, welcome back. Welcome back home. Thank you. Good to be um, back. It's good to have you back. Uh, I wanted to ask right off the bat, and we talked about this maybe two weeks ago, about your driving strategy for long distance trips. Yeah. And I'm assuming you drove back from Florida. Yep. Uh, can you tell us how you guys, like, when you guys left Florida, what time, how many stops, who drove, did you guys stop at night, eating, all that stuff? Like, just walk us through what it was like to get back from Florida to your home. Yeah, sure. So, um, both both worked full days, so we couldn't really, couldn't leave any early, any sooner than five. Um, and even after that, you know, still had to, like, load up the car and do last-minute things like cleaning the house and whatnot. So, we didn't actually leave the house until about 7.30-ish. And I, I started, so I was, I started driving. Um, it was similar case, similar, similar case. When we um, drove down, I started driving. We probably left close to the same time because again, we both worked full days that day. Just takes time to like, I, in, in fact, in that case, I think we loaded up the car mostly the day before. Um, but just like cleaning, getting things together, uh, you know, having a baby it, and, mm-hmm. and everything that would have written normally delay you gets delayed like times two because of the baby. So by the time we got out, it was about seven thirty, seven forty-five. We pulled out of the driveway, hit the road. It was started pouring rain, very similar to the one we drove down. Actually, it was pouring rain all the way down to oh to, uh, to Virginia. So I think when we came down, it was pouring for like three or four hours straight. Luckily, in this case, um, it was much better. It was pouring rain a little bit before we left. When we hit the road, it stopped raining, and then it 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 hit a few times when I was driving, but nowhere near as much as when we drove down. Um, I was able to drive for about four hours or so before I was getting tired and I needed to switch. So I think. So when you get tired, what does that mean? Like you're getting sleepy, yeah, you're just yeah, getting like yeah. physically exhausted, getting sleepy, um, getting bored, finding myself like, okay, this is I've been doing this yeah. for too long. It's the road starts to get, you know, yeah. quiet, no no traffic and. So at that point, it's too I, uh, easy. Yeah, it's too easy. It's like and passive like, driving. Yeah, and like you know, it's late at night, and it's Hell not yeah. like it's not like I did any like adjustment of my sleep schedule in order right. from in order to like be able to drive through the night. So mm-hmm. you know, I woke up that day probably like at seven or eight, and so yeah, just naturally tired at that time. So I um I tapped Lena in. And she didn't she didn't rest while I was driving. So she was going in pretty much like just as tired as me. Yeah. But she hadn't been driving for the last however many hours. So she drove for about an hour or so before um, her mom took over. Okay. I forgot to mention we did stop for dinner um, just at Chick-fil-A. We were going to we were going to eat food that we had in the house, but it just wasn't enough to go around. So sure. I think Lane and I both got uh, I got a sandwich. I think she just I think she just got nuggets or something. I can't even remember for okay. sure. And so uh no, she just got fries. She had other stuff in the house. Oh, so wow. she just had fries and then like I don't know whatever else. Does she else eat a had. lot of fast food? Mm, it depends. 
It just depends. depends. Yeah. I mean, when, it, when I know she's very healthy. Yeah. I mean, when you're on the road, it's tough. And and it, even like sure. these days, being, you know, with the whole COVID thing, it's just with like the quarantine thing, I should say. We we've I think we've probably been eating out more over the last like month or so than we have it, before. Yeah. That we that, yeah exactly. So um yeah probably got to shift that a little bit. But so. Uh, I certainly didn't ask it from a COVID perspective. I just yeah know yeah that. yeah I know. Just in yeah. general, yeah. So in general, we normally don't eat a ton of like fast food, and if we're eating, you guys out, we try pack to be a lot of food. No, not for these types of trips. We have we have like okay. snacks, like candy, chips, and candy and stuff like that. Nothing healthy. Nothing like you know, not eating celery sticks and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. So things to, things to keep you like I don't know happy and, and engaged while moving yeah, while sure. driving. Sure. And so. The, I should also mention that the trip is about a 14 and a half hour drive. 14, 14 yes, and a half, I think. And that's like without stops. So yep. at this point... I have done that drive with... I've been a part of that drive once. I didn't do the drive myself, but I've certainly been... Uh, you were there. I was, in the, I, was, I was in the passenger seat of yeah. that once. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I can't remember exactly how many times we had to stop, but it was more difficult driving back home than it was coming down. Um, and, and one of the reasons was one, just fatigue. Um, mm-hmm. And two, Gordon was a bit fussier this time around, especially um, as daytime hit. Now I found it very difficult to, to get any type of rest on this trip, on, on this, on this drive coming down also super exhausting, but I, I was able to get a little bit more sleep. And even that was not great sleep mm-hmm. this time. Like I'm, I'm sitting in the back, and like Lena's mom is driving, and it's probably like two, three a.m., and yeah. I'm like, I can't sleep. I'm just like on my phone. Yeah. And so. So there's no, there's never, there's never off switch for you. No, no. So. Right. So even when you're not driving, it's not like you're able to really recoup yeah, the energy level. Right. So, and and all you really get is like that recovery from just not being behind the wheel and being bored by that. Mm-hmm. So Landis' mom drove for a couple hours, uh, and then I think we had to do another stop at some point, and then I took over for about an hour. I thought I was going to be able to go for like an hour or two. I thought it'd be I thought it'd be much better, but I just I, I couldn't. Um, and this is probably like it's sheesh, like six or seven a.m. You know, sun's up, sun's up, and everything, and um, eventually get to uh, another Chick Fil A for breakfast, and. Um, and we needed to feed Gordon. So we did like pack food for him. He's got like these oats that, that Lena blends up with, you know, mixes with peanut butter and a few other things. I think like chia seeds and whatnot. Just mix it, yeah. mix it with, with hot water. And so we, we, we pull over, um, get a couple sandwiches and then prep his food. And so I fed him, you know, and uh, he's gets very distracted. Oh, we, we so we pulled into like an empty parking lot near the Chick-fil-A. And so put him in a stroller and I'm just like along on the, on the curb of this, of the, uh, mm-hmm. of the, this empty parking lot. And I'm just feeding him while he's in the stroller. He gets super distracted. There were actually a couple of other families that, that pulled up into the same parking lot, you know, on opposite ends. And they're, they were there with their kids, <laughs> um, you know, feeding and whatnot. One of them had a, a baby that was, that was probably like half Gordon's age. She was probably like five, five or six months, I think. And then um, another family pulled up, and they had a, a young, a young um, toddler and an older, an older girl, like four or five years old. And they were kind of running around the parking lot, and uh, 
so yeah, we, we, we changed them eight. And then at this point, I think, I think it was at this point, Lana took over and she did the rest, like the last like three or four hours herself and, uh, brought us in, brought us in, uh, not quite home. We got about an hour from home before Gordon started getting super fussy. So we pulled over, okay. did another diaper change. Um, every, every time we stopped pretty much, we were doing diaper changes. So give him another diaper change. Yeah. Um, maybe give him a little bit of milk to try to settle him for a little bit and just get out of the car seat for, for a period of time before just going on that last stretch, that last hour. So we finally got home. We left seven 30 the night before on Friday night, we got in at about, it was like two or three. I could look at my phone specifically to see exactly when it was, but it was around two or three. Uh, it took longer to get back home than it did to drive down because this, the extra stops that are mm-hmm. you know, kind of difficult to predict home. Yeah. 2.53 is when I texted Lana's sister to say we were home. So yeah, not, not the, uh, not the most pleasant of drives for like 14 hours is a lot when I, doing like any way you slice it. Any way you slice it, that's a lot of time. Yeah, and, and we were trying to, we were speak like talking about the the breakdown of it, or like when feasibly when would it be best to leave? You know, if we wanted to do this again, when would it be? When would what what is the ideal time to leave? Because um, we 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 chose to leave in the evening so that Gordon could sleep through a lot of the a lot of the drive, so that we don't mess with his sleep schedule and. He doesn't get fussy, you know, just sitting sitting in a in a in a chair all day long with nothing to do. But because it's so long, there's just gonna be a long period of time regardless where he is gonna be sitting in that chair and he's gonna be unhappy mm-hmm. or sleeping or whatever he's gonna be doing and getting a little off sleep schedule. So it's really it's tough to to get to pick an ideal time. Uh, maybe earlier in the evening, like in like late afternoon would be best. Mm-hmm. But again, like it's hard on us too because we're not getting sleep, and driving through the night is 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 the easily the worst time, at least for me, to be on the road because I'm just tired and it's hard for me to to push through. I've done it before, and at this point, I'm just like, yeah, it's not worth it, especially if I've been driving for a period of time. It's like, all right, well, I'm not. I don't need to try to be macho man. Let me let me you know tag somebody else in, get a little rest, and then. We'll keep cycling back and forth. You know, if we need to switch off every half an hour to an hour just to keep, a, you know, a fresh set of legs in the, in the driver's seat, then so be it. But um, it's it's still difficult. The, like a 10-hour drive to Indianapolis for, like, my brother's wedding was a, a two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that That is much more manageable, and I've been able to do that all by myself. Um, but adding those extra few hours in, it's a lot. It's a big difference well, to it's, me. It's, it's definitely not a linear relationship. Yeah, I was about to say it feels exponential. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, good to be back. Um, trying to, like, being away for a couple of weeks. It. I was just telling you before we started recording. It feels like Gordon's growth and interests have have increased greatly, and so he's he's trying to get to things. He's trying to get to things um, that he used to not try to get to. And so I need to take a, a, I feel like I need to catch up in baby proofing things. So we, we had these gates for our stairs that just don't really work for us. Um, we got them from, from a couple of friends, so we didn't like buy them ourselves. But they're better suited for like a, an entryway, 
you know, like if you don't want the kid to enter a kitchen and there's just a, you know, a small doorway, um, that, that would allow access to the kitchen. You put that there. Um, but these are at the, you know, the top of our stairs or the base of our stairs. And when we're going up and down the stairs, it's not like a simple door. You have to take the whole thing down and then put the whole thing yeah. back up. It's very difficult and not really, um, conducive to frequent it's access. Annoying. Yeah. It's so we, so Lena bought a, a gate for, um, for the stairs that lead down to the basement, but the stairs that lead to upstairs, which is actually what he's most interested in. He doesn't, he's not interested in going downstairs, but he loves to try to climb stairs. So we need to put a gate to block off the stairs to head upstairs in the living room. And I need like an attachment because of the way it's set up, like, you know, there's a, ba there's a, a banner stair, there's rails on the other side. And there's this weird, like the, the last two steps are not like, th there's not a really the full wall there. The last two steps have this little, like, I don't know what you would describe it. I would literally have to send a picture, but, but basically adjacent to the two steps are just like a sloped or a sloped wall before the actual wall hits. So I need to put the gate like on the stairs and then they need it. They need to attach to the banister. So it's not, not a typical gate that I need, but they do make attachments and or adapters and stuff to make it work. Regardless, I was just doing some research to figure out what I want to get. In the meantime, also setting up the, the gate to block off the basement, just in case he does get curious and wants to try to explore going downstairs one day that would be there to prevent that. And then I also need like cabinet, cabinet, um, locks. So to prevent him, because when he's like in the kitchen in his walker, he's always opening the cabinets and shutting them or opening cabinets and trying to get to things. So it's a, it's, it's a process. Oh, and then the final thing is the, uh, the, like the old TV stand that we have. Yeah. I, I mounted the TV because he started crawling and he was pulling himself up onto stuff. Yeah. So we immediately bought a TV, um, different than the one that I originally wanted and mounted it to literally as like a, in a full effort to, to, um, to baby proof the TV situation yeah. that we had going. This was like the first or second week of quarantine that we did this. And, um, but we never bought a replacement like entertainment system or, or TV stand. So yeah. the TV stand itself was like two shells and there's no like, there's no cabinets or anything on it. So there, everything that's on there is accessible to him. And what he was doing today and yesterday and last night was going to the, um, the, Shoot, what, what is it? The, the, uh, the receiver. So like all, all my, all the, um, all the devices flow through the, through the receiver. So connecting the receiver to the TV, that is how all the devices connect to the TV just through one HDMI. And so the receiver itself has the switch from like the Xbox to the Chromecast or the fire stick to the switch, things like that. And so there's a dial on that that shifts the input device. And so he was flipping that dial. So the TV would be on and he would flip the dial and it would like switch input devices. So, um, and we've known we've needed this for a bit, but now it's just kind of, again, accelerated the need for it. So I'll, I'll be trying to find and buy a cabinet where we can put these devices into so that he won't be able to get to it and mess with them. You know, I don't mind if he like tries to climb it in the, in the in the sense that he he like props him his uh, so like when he's crawling he'll like crawl to something to like a wall for example and push his hands up against the wall and then and then um, lift himself up onto his legs so that's what he's been doing a lot he's not walking yet but he'll prop himself up and stand and then he'll remove his hands from it so he can actually stand and balance himself for quite a bit of time now 
quite a bit of time being like, you know, several seconds to maybe a minute or so. Um, and so I don't mind if he does that against this little like cabinet, but I don't want him like flipping dials or playing with wires or things like that. Sure. Uh, so I want to get something for that and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's going to be yet. I've looked at, I've looked stuff up before, uh, and I never really found something that was right, which is the reason why we never got anything. But at this point it's kind of urgent. So, um, that'll be the purchase urgent in the sense, like, it's not like he's going to hurt himself, I think with anything there, but it's just like, all right, well you, you got it. You, you can't dude. you have all these toys here. <laughs> why can't you play with your toys? Right. Lena was saying, like, I don't know why we bother buying him toys because he he has all these things around on the floor that are that are there to specifically for him and to entertain him. And he is he only seems to be interested in the things that are not toys, things that he's not supposed to have. And and that's all he wants to play with. Like, for, for whatever reason, you know, the fire stick um, remote. Have you ever seen that? The fire stick remote yes. control? He loves that. He like, if he sees you holding it. He will drop whatever he's doing and he'll crawl over and he wants to grab it from you and chew on it or whatever he wants to do with it. I don't know why he's so obsessed with this thing, but it's it might be his favorite item of all time. And it's like, well, dude, it's a, it's a remote controls. Every now and again, we'll give it to him. We'll take the batteries out of it and we'll just give it to him and let him play with it. But that's uh, that's not that's not what this is here for. I feel like you might need to just buy him one and let him play with it. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, it's like uh it's like when you give kids like your uh your sibling a uh, controller that's not connected to anything yeah 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 maybe well, um don't throw out all those baby gates i'm gonna want that from you one day yeah definitely not definitely not throwing anything away um yeah it's a, it's it's a, it's a process i don't know if it gets picked up on the microphone at all like I, I can you know so i keep i keep audacity open while we record and i can see the levels and everything and certain background noises don't get registered as a wave, but you can still hear it in Audacity. Like if I play it back, he's crying upstairs now. I'm wondering if it gets picked up by the mic at all. Uh, no, totally fine. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a uh, definitely a process. He's oh, he's starting to, he's starting not speak, but he's starting to say like sounds, and he he's been doing it for a bit, but he's like started started it back up pretty heavily. Um, the the da da da. Okay. He does mob, but only when he's crying. It's just like he, he's like he's making wails, and then he closes his mouth for a minute, which results yeah. in the m sound. That's 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 pretty much how the m sound gets made by him. Uh, man, have uh, have you guys started to think about what you're gonna do when? All this stuff starts to ease up because Cuomo said that New York City gets to start opening up June 8th. Now, that's like a phase one reopening. Now, granted, what's interesting about this is it's been over, I think, five weeks, uh, five, six weeks, um, maybe even longer, depending on when your company started making you work from home. But June 8th is when Cuomo says that... um, you, uh, New York City can begin to open. Now, that doesn't mean that restaurants are going to be open. I think that's part of like a phase three opening. Yeah. Uh, and they're saying it could vary. There is always the opportunity where, not the opportunity, but the situation where restaurants don't open the entire summer. They're, they're thinking of a lot of aggressive ways to 
you know, ramp that time up. So they're thinking about like shutting down on like many, many more streets in New York City so that restaurants can dine, like restaurants can open up their uh, their dining facilities into the middle of the literal street. Okay. Um, so think of it like uh, there's this program in New York City that's, I think it's called Summer Walkways, I think that's what it's called. Totally made that up, maybe. Um, but like they'll they'll close off a stretch of Broadway between like you know ten or twenty stretch block where there's literally no uh, car traffic allowed, and so people are just like wandering around in the middle of the street. You can ride your bike, you can jog or whatever. But this would allow restaurants to like seat tables much more openly. Um, so that's something I think that they're considering. But how? Uh, have you guys started to think about what you're going to do, what the transition is going to look like? I know that you said, sorry, I keep cutting you off, but like I know you said that you're not going to be going back into the office until about September earliest. Right. At least at, le- at least that's what it looks like now. I mean, it, it depends. It change, yeah, right? it definitely depends on what people or what things look like. Um, things can definitely be ramped up or slowed down accordingly, depending on the information that's available at the time. It's still really hard, man. Like I, I have no idea when I'm going to be feeling truly comfortable doing a variety of things. Like go, just simply going to the gym, for example. The the CrossFit gym that I used to go to, which I, I actually canceled because I wasn't able to make it into classes um, before any of this was happening. I wasn't able to make it into classes as anywhere near as often as I used to when I was a grad student. Um, and so they are opening back up tomorrow. And they have a variety of things in place now that they're they're hoping will reduce people's risks. But man, like it it is so hard to know because again, as you and I will keep talking about, like week after week, is what's true. What's really changed to make people think that it's okay to be going out out and living life as if they as if things are back to normal. Like you, we've talked about flattening the curve, and I guess if the the curve has been flattened to some degree in your in your location, that that doesn't necessarily mean that it's okay to start doing things like you were before. It means that there's still cases that are that are there. It's just not increasing at a ridiculous rate that that hospitals can't handle those amount of people, and so the like it, it's like extreme social distancing are some of the techniques that they're using. So that instead of the the CrossFit classes, I think, were limited to 14 people in the past. They've reduced that to, I think, just six or seven people per class. The they have um, they've set up these um, like I've seen some of their videos. They've taped off areas like like zones for each person to work out within, and they're these 10 foot zones that you have. So you're you're not going to be. I think you, you're not you're not going to be within 10 feet of another person's zone. So I think my zone is, you know, is whatever blocks that it is. And then the net, the closest person's zone to me will be at least 10 feet away. Yeah. And then I all, mean, nothing's going to be better than sweating, sweat flying off of people, <laughs> you yeah. know, just, yeah. They have, um, the, the, the coaches are going to be responsible for like wiping down all equipment between classes and setting up equipment within people's zones. That way you don't have to leave your zone. You, you you come into class and you warm up, work out in your zone, and you never leave your zone until you leave class, I think is how things are being designed. And so 
it seems like yeah people oh oh and you also have to work out on your mask that's another problem or good not, fucking luck it's it's gonna be tough they i mean you're just not gonna be able to work out as hard as you used to be as you used to but I, that's that's one of the sacrifices that you got to make right you like you just can't go that hard and the coach has talked about it um a bit like he was trying to clarify some of the rules he was like you know you know if if you're having trouble breathing then yes you can you can remove your mask and ke- try to catch your breath but like you can't leave your mask off so stop your workout take a second you know slide your mat you know take your the mask off to the side for just a moment try to catch your breath but if you want to start working out again like you got to put that mask back on you can't work out Mm -hmm. without your mask on you can't like leave here without your mask you can't do pretty much anything without your mask you're only taking your mask off if you're struggling to breathe uh and and that's that's like the key now i would the the good thing is that these these classes are all coach facilitated so the coach is always there to um enforce these rules the issue would be or the tough place to do that enforcement is when there isn't like uh when there are more people a larger area and not that like central coach figure so to speak so the ymca is also opening back up tomorrow and that is where i was supposed to be going back to to work out and i'm not really sure when i'm going to feel comfortable going there they're opening tomorrow but i'm just continuing to hold my account to keep it on freeze because i'm not going back there yet like I just, I don't know. I would definitely feel more comfortable going back to CrossFit than I would going to the Y, actually. Just because it's you know limited to what six, seven people in there at a time. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I I know everybody there. Uh, I I trust the coaches to do like the the, the cleaning and everything much more than the why with the why you know you want to go from machine A to machine B and and those two machines are on opposite ends of the, of the gym, uh, you know. I I have I can't keep six feet between myself and other people at the grocery store. How am I supposed to do that at the at the regular gym when people want to work out on you know on the bench and the people want to work out after you or before you? Like I would just I would never feel truly comfortable at the gym. Like wiping down equipment constantly is all oh, is yeah. all I'd really be doing. Yeah, I think to answer one of your earlier to respond to one of your earlier points, what's different is people just want to do it. I yeah. think that's really the only difference. There is no change. People just feel, it just seems like the people are over it. And I wish this was something where you could just be like, yeah, I'm just not, like, I just don't care anymore. I, I, I don't think this is that kind of situation, but I think that's how people are reacting to it. And it's a little frustrating. But, you know, I, I read somewhere that we just have to stop um, blaming other people when they're not doing it well and just realize that people are going to be who they want to be. And you can only do all that you can to protect yourself. I, I, that, that sounds a little bit, uh, let's say... Like, you're just going to give up, but it helps me, I guess it helps me rationalize and work through a little bit more, like, the struggles that I have when I'm out and I ran today. I have gone through a couple of different masks to figure out which ones work the best for me, uh, and 
I will say that this one that I just bought, which is more of like a neck gaiter slash balaclava type of thing, um, has worked much better. And I feel like I was able to run much more easily today. But there are two other runs that I've done in the past where I had to stop running because I felt like I couldn't catch my breath. And this is like three miles in to a three, like a 5K that I want to run. So it's not that much further. Right. But it still gets to a point where it's like the mask is wet. It's yeah. a paper material. It was never meant to be super breathable. Right. Because a breathable mask kind of defeats the purpose, right? Yeah. Um, but that being said, we're not looking to uh, really, we're just preventing like that open mouth concept really as best we can. Uh, so I just get really frustrated when I'm running and people on the street are running or in the park and they're running and they're not wearing masks and they're just like, their mouth is open. They're huffing and puffing. It's like, you're like, there's no guarantee that you're completely safe. Yeah. Working out with a mask is tough. I can send you the one that I got, uh, on Amazon. I think it works really well. It's got really good reviews. Um, but if you're going to work out, you're going to work out hard. I think what prevents you from working out hard, uh, harder is probably just like whatever uh, state that you're in, physical shape that you're in. But it shouldn't be. I, I would hope that the mask isn't like curtailing it too much. I feel like the mask that I found is doing the best job in being the least resistant to you working out as hard as you can. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, sure. definitely send me that, that mask. Cause I would be, uh, interested in checking it out. I know Lane is at least, um, interested in, in going to the to CrossFit. I, uh, I don't know, man. It, it's so hard. It's really tough to know. What's, it is. I can't give you, I can't give a proper opinion on, on what I, uh, like uh, I can't give my complete thoughts on when I'm going to feel comfortable doing certain things, um, you know, opening things back up, resuming activities at certain places that I used to. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like every time I'm doing something, I'm being potentially a bit irresponsible with that decision. You know, if I'm if I'm going to if I'm going to to a place to pick up some food and I don't actually need this. Like if, if it's not a grocery store, if I'm going to some, some, I don't know, whatever place to pick up some food from a restaurant and I got to go inside to pick it up, am I being irresponsible with this decision? Should I just stay at home and made food? And so then I think about, okay, well, for me, at least not living in a city, it's much easier for me to, to do things like run or ride my bike. And so I feel like I can compromise and I don't need to be lifting weights and doing CrossFit style workouts to, to still be to still work out if it's it might not be exactly what i want to do but it's better than nothing so i'm willing to make that sacrifice but uh i don't know like at some point i i am gonna want to go back i am gonna want to get into a gym and start lifting weights start moving weights around and i'm not sure is it is just the vaccine is the vaccine the answer is is that like my okay i need the vaccine before i'm willing to do stuff i'm not sure I don't know if the vaccine is the answer. Uh, we may never get a vaccine, right? This could be like the flu, 
where you get a flu shot, but it's a it's the best guess on what is ultimately something that's changing year on year. Um, my my take on it is you you balance the the relative risks with what you're comfortable with and whether or not you have any POV or feeling really on like do you come across as hypocritical if you say one thing or feel one thing about other people but then doing something yourself I know yeah. that's something that really affects me because I've I've been what I think is super um super uh in touch with what you should and should not be doing but i also have a dog so i have to go out two to three times a day but every time i go out i'm wearing a mask um you'll definitely you'll definitely land on a spectrum there are people that are doing more than you there's also going to be people doing less than you yeah it's you're never going to please everybody you're also not looking for other people's uh approval in this the the more, not the more interesting, but the other interesting aspect of this is, like you said, when will you become comfortable again doing the things that you took for granted? And that is something that we're all going to find out for ourselves. Like, would you feel comfortable if you and Lena and Gordon lived in New York City and you had to get on a subway every day to go to work? Right. Right? Because, like, our commutes are very different. Um, and that's something that we all have to answer for ourselves. Now, to your restaurant question, you know, you could, there's a, there's like a lot of different takes on that. You could say that you're doing your local business a great service by keeping them, uh, keeping the business there. And if you're doing the curbside takeout and you're not like rubbing faces on each other, like rubbing each other's faces right. or like not wearing, like, and you're wearing a mask, you're doing as much as you can, um, it's not like going to the supermarket is any less dangerous than going to the to the to the restaurant um, to do t- takeout. Uh, so it's, I think it's sort of a balance there. You know, we started doing a lot of takeout in the beginning, but now we do a lot of cooking on our own. The reasons why we do a lot of cooking on our own are like it's. I wouldn't say it's an equal weighting of like fear and safety uh with like health and uh money saving we've been doing it mostly for money saving because we realized like it would be super easy for us to order food but the ordering of food in our area like the average dinner is like fifty dollars whoa yeah really for two people for two people yeah for like where we're ordering and everything yeah, and like with Seamless, uh, Grubhub, all of the major uh, delivery services, uh, there's like a lot of things that increase the price of that where even if you call directly, it's like, you know, there's always going to be a delivery fee or whatever. Even if they say there isn't, there's like, you know, it's taxed indifferently. But if we were to order through these apps, there is a service charge. There's a deliver. There's taxes. There's a delivery fee on top of that. There's like all of these other fees that take what normally is maybe like a, a 20 to $30 meal into your high 40s. And yeah. so it's like, well, we're not really interested in doing that. We did buy that really big gift card to the Smith. So we like, we I think we mostly just order from that because we... We both bought in like a lot of money into that gift card like a month and a half ago. And so it does feel like, oh, well, we've already spent that money. So let's just slowly work our way through that. 
Um, but we're also like totally fine and we don't lose our minds if we eat at home. Right. And like cook the same stuff every day. You know, like I, I now have a breakfast meal that I have. I have a lunch meal that I have and I have a dinner meal that I have that are now all different. It's not like I'm eating the same thing like I used to for lunch and dinner. But it's uh it's a nice way to save a lot of money for us. Our average grocery bill and I go to the grocery store every now, I don't go on Saturdays anymore, I go on Fridays. I wake up at six o'clock and I'm there at around seven, seven fifteen just because I'm trying to like figure out like you know, when there are less people, yeah. uh, it's just hard. I mean, you I'm sure you know, it's, it's, it's hard to maneuver around people in a grocery store. The, the arrows point one way, but not everyone follows the arrows. Yeah. You're not, you're also, you yourself won't follow the arrows. Cause like the way they laid it out doesn't really make sense right. in a lot of situations. Uh, but I, I have now found that like weekday, early mornings are a time where it's not really busy, but our average grocery bill, each week is anywhere between let's just say a hundred to a hundred and fifty dollars depending on what we're buying um and that's already right there saving us a lot more money than if we were to eat out a lunch and a dinner yeah because we're buying stuff because we're like buying a lot more stuff now where like before carolyn's job covered her lunch every day oh really yeah so she got like they had caterers come in, they had two different caterers come in. You got a choice of what you wanted, so that was like a perk that she had. Yeah. I didn't have to bring in lunch on Fridays, you know. And so we were also like running a lot more back then, so it was like our meal prep was like way different. It was just like eat this, so you're not hungry. But also like I didn't need to buy breakfast foods because my office had breakfast for me. So like I would eat the avocados in the office. I would eat the hard-boiled eggs in the office. Um, now I do that at home. So I buy 36 eggs a week and my breakfast is now are two hard boiled eggs, uh, a whole avocado with like some olive oil, pepper, and, uh, some Tabasco sauce. Just like mash that up to like a protein mush, if you will. And I'll share a picture with you and share a picture with you offline. But like that costs money. Yeah. Yeah. But that, if I were to order it is easily $15. Right. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not willing to pay that 15, 15 times seven. It's seventy five dollars. Yeah. Uh, wait, is it? Yeah. No. No. no it's that's five five. Yeah. It's one hundred five. Yes. Um, that's one hundred five dollars a week on breakfast. But I can get that at the grocery store for like twenty Small bucks. Fraction. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like the 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 relative uh, price of these things go up. But the overall price of it goes down. We've been saving a lot of money. So Carol and I have been discussing like our future and what things cost. And that's me being coy about a few things, but that just, I mean, you understand a lot of big life changes require a lot of costs. And so in order to plan that out, we need to figure out like work backwards of when we want to do certain things, how much these things may cost and what we need to do to get there. And we definitely want to uh, take advantage, I'll say, of the fact that we're not going on two two week international trips this year and that saves thousands of dollars you know so right yeah, yeah. i feel you Matt. it will be it will be uh it'll be an interesting one moving forward no yeah we'll, we'll no, take it week by week exactly day by day yeah exactly um cool all right let's get out of here
Yeah. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah.